What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the hardworking happy hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we will be breaking down, breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. Way to power through that. That I was really great. I that just was, kept going. Thanks. <laughs> that was really good and a testament to, I'd say, your true character. You know, when you stumble, keep going. You just, just got to keep going. You might fall on your face stumbling forward, but you will rise from those ashes as you just demonstrated. So great absolutely, job. Absolutely. Thank you for that. <laughs> great job. Okay. Well, this week we have some absolutely extraordinary topics to talk about as usual. Yeah. Would you categorize them as absolutely extraordinary? Extraordinary. Yes, I would. Yeah. Extraordinary. That's weird. <laughs> extraordinary is just extraordinary. Just means like just, Which you would think would mean just like, it's just very ordinary. It's like so ordinary. ordinary. It's it's the most ordinary. <laughs> but we mean more than that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you think we're going to maybe get a little squirrely today? I think so. I think <laughs> we're right off the rip, it's feeling that way. Right off the rip, but, uh, it is feeling that way. You yeah. never know what you're going to get when <laughs> you turn on the mics and we start talking. Yeah. Sometimes it's squirrely. Sometimes it's, just... sometimes it's calm. And, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Yep. So it's Friday morning. It is Friday morning. So we should address no drinks. No drinks, like at all. I have nothing to drink. <laughs> I My mouth's already either. dry. <laughs> sorry. So sorry about that. I didn't plan too well. I should have got. I should have grabbed a coffee. Should have grabbed a coffee. We yeah. talked about doing mimosas. Yeah. But then we realized it is Friday morning because <laughs> I'm going away to the Catskill Mountains this yes. weekend, uh, and it's leaf peeping season. <laughs> what? Leaf, what, you never heard that? <laughs> leaf peeping season? Yeah, the leaf peepers are out. I have never heard that. That's so Really? Funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, people that travel leaf up to peepers. the Catskills, they're the, the, the leaf peepers. That's hilarious. I love that. I've yeah, it's great. That. It's when the leaves are changing. It's it's. Are you absolute... a leaf peeper or are you like a OG since you go all year round? Uh, Well, I guess this time of year I'm a leaf peeper. I will be peeping at those leaves. Is it like a, like a shooby? <laughs> like you're down at the shore, you're a shooby if you're not a local? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's just like everyone can appreciate the beauty of the changing leaves. Okay. I love it. Both visually and metaphorically. I'm quite jealous. I would love to go leaf peep. Okay. Well, you can't. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but anyway, I have to continue to work today. So I can't <laughs> you do. be drinking mimosas and getting all lightheaded. Exactly. Because you have to drive to. Uh, about an hour to go get some pictures of yeah. our previous project. Correct. And I need to drive to the Catskills. So responsible, responsible, responsible we are. Yeah. Uh, I should have grabbed a coffee though. Yeah. But hey, whatever. That's fine. All right. That's fine. So uh, this week, we're going to talk about a few topics. One of them, imposter syndrome. Have you ever yeah, heard of it? I have. You have? I have, yeah. It's when you're covered in, in um, spaghetti, I think. What? <laughs> no, it's definitely not. I'm, I don't Imposter! think so. Imposter! Oh my God! <laughs> I was like, that's definitely not what it means. I'm pretty sure she knows that. And I don't see this leading to a joke. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. That was that. Did you plan that? No. <laughs> that was so good. I am so impressed. Wow. You're really firing on all cylinders today. All right. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. It's something that people talk about, especially with business owners a lot, because sometimes you can feel like, how did I become the person that's supposed to be in charge of all of this stuff? Yeah. How do people look at me like I have the answers when sometimes I'm full of self-doubt and uh, and scared? Yeah. <laughs> scared. <laughs> scared of the I'm just a little scared sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, I think it's it's very common. It's something that uh, I didn't really think about too much until I heard the term mm -hmm. and then, you know, heard probably on a podcast somewhere, maybe in yeah. a book. And they talk about it and it's like, oh, you know what? That is a good way to explain that feeling that you have sometimes when it's like, how did I become this person with all these responsibilities? I'm just like a little baby child and I have all these responsibilities. <laughs> trusted me with this whole business. Nana. Exactly. Um, and it's, it's top of mind because uh, it's just, uh, I talked about last week. It's, it's a stressful time of year yeah. for me, especially because mm -hmm. I'm doing all these designs and a lot of stuff that kind of squares falls squarely on my shoulders. Right. Squarely falls down on 
top of me. I'm covered in stuff <laughs> covered that in is falling on top of yeah. me. <laughs> and uh, also, we were just at HNA. And so many people came up and were like, oh, my God, I look up to everything you're doing. You guys do such awesome stuff. I want to be just like you when I grow up. No one said that, but (laughs) they might have been thinking that. (laughs) But people were just like, oh, my God, I admire what you've done with your business so much. And, you know, I'm just standing there like, that's awesome to hear. It's so cool. It's like humbling. It's it's means that we are doing a good job. And our stuff's getting out there, which is all great things. But a little part of me is like, what? Like, I'm not a person. I haven't done anything to be like a role model for anybody, you know? Yeah. And it feels like, especially people that you don't like know personally, they have this image of you in their head that isn't necessarily anything like what I'm actually like on a day to day. You know what I mean? Like they create this this hypothetical profile of the person they think I am yeah. from my online presence. <laughs> so they probably think, oh, this guy is just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. He probably never feels like he's doing anything wrong or nope, can't never. figure stuff out. So that's why it's a little bit top of mind. Yeah. You know, you feel that way. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone feels that way a little bit at some point. Unless you're, I mean... And that's coming from a person who has like endless self confidence, who is always like, I can do whatever. But oh, wow, must be great. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, you're like that too. You always yeah. have that, that I can do anything. I can I do my mind exactly. Do. You always have that mindset, Absolutely. but you still have imposter syndrome every once in a while. Yeah. So I was always applying. I mean, I've obviously never owned a business, but I was always applying for jobs that I wasn't qualified for. And you'd get in the interview and be like, hmm, hmm. Let me Actually. just make stuff up. And no, you don't make stuff up. You don't, but like, you know, like you, you can do anything that you set your mind to, but yeah. in that moment, you're kind of like, ooh, should I be? It's almost like, uh, it's almost like a fake it till you make it situation. Kind of. Yeah. It is. But I want to, yeah. so, okay. So when you have, when like you, we all know your, your path to business was a little bit, what well, not even different. I feel like a lot of people have that path to business where you like started working for your dad. You were like, this isn't going to work for me. So then you started doing your own thing. And then you kind of did that thing where you create a job for yourself and then you grow it into a business. Yeah. Do you think that you would feel less like an imposter if you like went through the traditional route and went to like business school and, and got all that kind of stuff? Or do you think that people who go to business school still feel like imposters? I think they probably still do. Um, And when you say it like that, I think it is from pushing outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. I think that's like when you're you're pushing for like reaching new levels and doing new things. I think that's probably where it comes about. Yeah. I mean, I think this also it's probably I feel a little bit like that because of design season going on and we're charging more for designs than we have before. It is um, you know, with the wait list and everything like that, it kind of like sets the bar so high. Yeah. Like the process t- this year to get us to do a design is almost like it's so difficult <laughs> to get a hold of us. And yeah. I don't know. It just feels like uh, I have this this expectation to be like this insane world class designer because they've waited so long. They've paid the money. They've done all the things. Yeah. And I'm not a world-class designer. I'm just out here trying my best. I'm just out here trying my best. You know what I mean? You see where you see where I'm going with that? I do, but in that same vein, then then you should always feel uncomfortable because you should always be growing. If you feel comfortable, then you're boring. Don't feel comfortable. You should always feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. So the uncomfortable feeling's good. I think so, yeah. You're growing and and things are changing, and that's how things are meant to be. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to, I probably made it sound like this imposter syndrome is just purely like a bad negative thing, but I don't see it that way. I just think it's like you, you get that feeling sometimes that how did I get here? How am I the person that is in this position? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's like a, I don't know. It's just like a, a weird feeling. And sometimes I think that can lead into feeling like overly stressed because you feel like, how did I get into this position? And then also, how do I live up to these expectations that maybe I've set for myself, maybe somebody else put them on me. So 
I think I think more than anything. Something about it's something to think about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But so you felt that I mean, way. I would. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. But mostly not because but you mostly I'm just perfect and, and confident. confident. Okay. Great. <laughs> no, uh, I, did you want to run this business, by the way? <laughs> it sounds like you might be more qualified. <laughs> no, I think that. Yeah, I think I, I, I just think with any sense of un you know, with pushing yourself past your boundaries, you're going to feel uncomfortable and your brain just interprets that as like this imposter syndrome. But I think that any feeling of uncomfortableness is good. That means you're growing and you should be growing and, and eventually your mind is going to shift. And when you get to the other, like, uh, other side of this other dimension of design season, (laughs) you're going to be like, wow, I'm really proud of myself because we grew so much in this one little year and we were doing all the things we want to do. And it's true. I'm yeah. not an imposter. I'm the best. I'm the best. I am a world-class designer. <laughs> I am I am the world-class designer. I'm the best in the world. And no one can come close. Um, exactly. You're gonna so get... that's what I should do? I should talk like that? I think so, yeah. Okay, perfect. I think that's like, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's the fake until you make a part. You oh, just, okay. You just keep saying that to yourself. Perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Okay, I will start doing that, just that. And uh, I think maybe, maybe we've covered that enough because it's not, I don't think it's really that big of a deal and it's not something that's like weighing super heavily upon me yeah but i think it's just something to bring up because i think when i first heard it put like that and like had a name to it right i related to it a lot it was like wow i do kind of have those feelings sometimes so i think that's just another thing that maybe somebody else listening hears that and is like you know i feel like that sometimes that's a good way to put a label on that feeling so that I can identify it and say, you know, that's just the imposter syndrome kicking back up again. Yeah. I need to take some meds for this. And the meds are what? Uh, Doing the work. I was putting the work in. There (laughs) you go. The work in. I just came (laughs) up with that. I think that's pretty good though. I like that. I think that's pretty good. That's good. Take two of these and you'll be better in the morning. (laughs) One hard work and one shut up and keep working. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's good advice that's good. there. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I can't wait to make a clip out of that. That's going to be a good clip. That's going to be a good clip. All right. Well, anyway, so enough about imposter syndrome. Yeah. You brought up design season. Yes. And I know we keep talking about it, but how's it going? It's going, it's going fairly well. Yeah. It's going very well. Uh, I feel like I'm very proud of myself for sticking to the timelines. Yeah. For putting in the work, uh, like I, like I just got done saying, the expectations are high. So Very I need high. to put a lot of work into these designs. I can't mm-hmm. just like, you know, squeak them out the door and like, hey, yeah, there's a deck. Okay. You know, right. Uh, I need to put a lot of work into it. I need them to be very unique. I need them to be. Everyone's got to be better than the last. Exactly. Something, there's got to be a cool factor about it. Exactly. And, and something that I've also reflected upon is that this is like the most important thing that's setting us up for the entire year. Yeah. It's the jobs that we're going to be building. So how cool they're going to be is determined like mostly right now. Mm -hmm. We can maybe come up with some ideas on the fly, but you know what that does to the schedule? That (laughs) is not not good. good. (laughs) So if we can plan them up front, that is good. And then also pricing out these jobs, it like kind of sets our revenue path for the entire year. So I've tried to put... A, a lot of effort into mm-hmm. all of those aspects of it this year. So right, right. I've been doing a lot of the work before the last minute, which I love doing stuff last minute. I don't yeah. know if I love it, but I just do it a lot. <laughs> but I've been really staying on top of it. All mm-hmm. of the designs. Uh, there's only one more design that needs to go out. The initial turn of that. Uh, everything else has gone out. Mm-hmm. We are doing a round of revisions. Yep. Sent out. I think my first round of revisions yesterday. And you know what it led to? What happened? It led to a big fat, we'll see you later. We're not interested anymore. Oh. And how did you take that? I actually took it pretty well. Yeah. I took it pretty well. Uh, and let me explain it. Let me explain it. Because yeah. that can be like really demoralizing. Yeah. it's It was the first design that went out. It was the first call that we had set up during design season. We Probably jumped, our most excited. Most ex, most on the ball, like getting back to us for yeah, sure. Yeah. Paid the design fee right away. Very excited. Sent out yeah. the initial design. Got back to me right away. Set up a follow-up call right away. Um, Got back to me again pretty much right away with yeah. the, I don't think this is going to work out. 
So let me explain. Yes. Because I think it's important for other people to learn from this as well as us. Yes. But at the end of the day, I don't think I would have changed anything because this is how it went. Um, it was a really massive project just because of the size of the house. They had doors all over the back of their house. So like mm-hmm. the size of the structure was at the very minimum still really large. Like the right. smallest I could get it down to with still being functional was on the second turn about 950 square feet. Plus it's about six feet off the ground. So we include all of those trim details like trimming it all the way down to the ground. So it adds a whole lot plus all of like the standard other details that we do. So came in about uh, 30% over budget on the initial turn. Yeah. Budget was 200. I came in at a cool 282. Yeah. So it was a little high. But But they they asked to see it that way. Exactly. So what I always say on the design calls is, okay, we've talked about budget. I've given you kind of a range of where I think you'll be at. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, let me know where you're kind of comfortable. What were you thinking? And now they said between 150 and two was kind of where they were most comfortable. So I said, okay, we can go about the design process two ways. We can either set that hard cap at 200 and I won't design anything past that so that you don't get excited about it. Or I can incorporate all these ideas that you're thinking about and then we can work backwards from there. So at least you see what that that grand picture looks like and we can we can take stuff away they said yeah let's definitely do that so everybody wants that (laughs) um so that's what i did it ended up being about two hundred and eighty thousand dollars, and that was all in it included everything i was including because it's a really big project it's a big ticket item it's even if it's at 200 still a lot of money 280 it's even more so i wanted to give them a full picture of everything. So all the appliances were going to be included in that price, the plumber electric um, down to like the TV and the fireplace and the grill, all of that stuff was included in the price just so they could make like an educated decision. Like this is the full price. It includes everything. It's not, we're at 200, but now you need to buy uh, four infrared heaters. That's $4,000. You need to buy kitchen appliances. That's like $6,000. You need to, to buy a granite countertop. That's $5,000. Mm-hmm. Fireplace, $4,000. TV, fridge, gas fire pit. Like that's like $30,000, like right there, right off the rip. Right. So I could have potentially made it appear like we got it in budget at 200 and said that those things weren't included. And then it still would have ended up being at 280. So I yeah. figured with this size project and they were they were really specific about those features that they wanted. So it wasn't like, you know, the home like the client can pick those later and we can decide what they want. They were pretty pretty set on the things that they wanted. So I said, "Okay, I already know what they want. Let me just include it in the pricing so that they can make a fully educated decision." Mm-hmm. So, sent that out, jumped on a follow-up call with her. It was about $82,000 over budget. And we we jumped on a call. We talked through the design. I talked about some areas that we could cut back some square footage where it would impact the functionality the least. She was really into those ideas. She said, yeah, let's see it like that. So I did those kind of minor changes. We were able to get it from 1,200 square feet down to 950 with the covered portion of it still remaining pretty much exactly the same, which was like the main area of functionality for the space. So after that, she said, yeah, that, that sounds great. Let's see it like that. So I made some changes to the design, got it down to 950 and brought the overall price down to about 238 So cut whatever, $45,000 off the price yeah. by making very minor changes to the overall design. Um, and I said, I just want you to see it like this first before I make major changes to some other areas to get it down to 200 Let me know what you think of this. Um, and she said, you know, I think it's just out of our budget. I don't want to cut more out of it because I think that'll start to make it lose the pizzazz of the design. So she said, we'll let you know if we change our mind. And I said, that sounds great. Let us know if, uh, you want to, you know, restart those design talks and we can maybe come up with another concept for you, uh, because all the revisions are included, Mm -hmm. you know, they paid the design fee. So. Um, and they were, they were, she was super nice. Yeah. The time I talked to her. So, um, you know, maybe they'll come back around, 
But I also look at something like that as we did everything that we said we were going to do. I don't think that we made a misstep or misled them in any direction. I gave them the two options on how they wanted to go about the design. They wanted to see it with all those features. And it turned out sick. Yeah, it was cool. It was crazy. It was so cool. (laughs) And they loved it. She even said, I freaking loved it. I looked at the renderings first and then I pulled up the build estimate and then I almost lost my mind. (laughs) Said in kind of a joking way, but um, (laughs) so they loved it. um, And I think maybe their head was at like, we've really loved this concept so much. We would rather like sit on it, think about it for a while rather than like water down this design, which I think they looked at it and were like, this is exactly what we had in mind. This, this is exactly what we need. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if they reach back out again. Yeah. Always but, leave that door open. Yeah. And I mean, it's important to not like wiggle on your price like that. Yeah. would have been a huge job. We would have been there for a really long time. So yeah. you can't just be like, okay, well, you know, we got to get this job. So exactly. And that, I think that it worked the, out the way it's supposed the to work The big out. jobs like that are the biggest traps because yeah. you can look at it. And a lot of times that big job is so exciting. It's like, mm-hmm. that is so cool. It would be a cool opportunity just to be able to build it. Yeah. And then with the big jobs like that, you start to like kind of simplify things in your head. Like, ah, I have in here five days for decking. It probably won't take five days. I bet we could do it in three and a half. And then this other part, we could probably, and then you're talking yourself into shaving maybe two weeks off the job. And I had estimated it at 12 weeks. Yeah. Which still, it probably would have ended up being kind of tight on 12 weeks. It was a big project. So I think it's for the best. I didn't budge on the, the pricing at all. I gave them options to get the cost lower. But in the past, I'd say like two years ago, maybe three years ago, before we had done many jobs at this size and scope, I would have looked at it like, all right, you know, maybe we'll take that that 238. Maybe we'll just bring it down to 200 just so we get the job and we do it. Yeah. It'll be a cool thing for our portfolio. But I think at this point, we don't need that anymore. Yeah. Especially on such a large scale mm-hmm. where those are the jobs that, that can turn into traps. Definitely. You can just be there forever. And especially if you go into it, trying to talk yourself down on how long it's going to take or maybe I can get my material order like really, really dialed in so I don't have any waste and I cut down on costs there. That ends up never usually working out and it just leads to a lot of problems. So uh, I always look at jobs like that that fall through and and maybe they come back around. Maybe we end up building something for them. So always leaving that door open. But yeah, I I wonder if they'll like kind of shop it around and be like, oh, well, this is just the price of things now. So yeah. And I think I think she could shop that that rendering out. It's not a architectural schematic with Mm -hmm. plans. It's it's really essentially just a design picture. Yeah. So she could shop that around. And I'm sure plenty of builders will be like, you know, uh, yeah, we could do that for 200. No problem. And they will. They'll build it for 200, but it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same at all. <laughs> so that's, that's another thing that people ask me a lot is like, don't you, doesn't, doesn't that freak you out that now your design's out there and somebody else is probably going to build it? And it's like, no, not really. They're not going to build what we would build. Yeah. They're just not. Not that they can't or they, they don't have the ability. Like we're so good. I just think that, our look boils down to some like very fine details. Like the way we do certain things is typically just different. And it's, it's not really dictated in the rendering where like you could look at it and be like, this is exactly how they would build it. Right. You know, it's just, this is like the layout. It looks really, really close to what the finished product looks like. But in those tiny little details, like I think that's what gives our projects the look that they have. So I think if somebody else builds it off of that picture, even with the same dimensions and everything, it's not going to look the same. Yeah. It's not going to look. And I think with any builder, most builders want their own like amount of creative freedom. So even if they like if not that we would, but if somebody gave us a design from somebody else and we had to build it, we, you would still take creative liberties with certain aspects of it. So just like, Another builder probably. I would take a huge creative liberty and say, sorry, we're not going to work for you. Well, right. I know. (laughs) You wouldn't do it. But if you had to do it, you'd still be like, well, this could be a little bit cooler if I do it this way. Yeah. So I feel like any builder is going to take like. Yeah. Any self-respecting builder 
like a design build company is is not going to want to, you know, even if they they might follow us and like our work and everything, but I think a real design build company is going to want to exactly like you said, yeah. put their spin put their, on it. Put their they own have stamp their on way it. of doing yeah. things. So, um yeah, and and I it, it made me think a lot about pricing and a client having the option to shop it around and is that going to lead to an inferior product? You know, like what, what are the options for them at trying to get a lower cost? And I think it comes down to, you know, do you feel like you want to try to get lucky? You know, cause you could either find somebody maybe just starting out. That's going to do a great job and it'll do it for cheaper. Maybe you find somebody that does nice work and doesn't realize that they don't make any money and they'll do it for cheaper. Mm-hmm. Maybe you find somebody that's just as expensive and doesn't do good work. <laughs> or <laughs> you find somebody that is, you know, another reputable builder and you realize that it's in the same ballpark. So, yeah, because um, I always think about me four or five, six years ago when I wanted to get my foot in the door, my prices were insanely lower. Right. The quality of the build wasn't what it is now. Not even close. Like we weren't even building roofs and stuff. But mm-hmm. I see that as there are people like that out there. And you could get lucky and find somebody that's really honest and does great work and, and takes pride in it and is going to be really cheap. But they're not going to be that cheap for long because they're either going to look at that job as a portfolio builder mm-hmm. and they're doing it for that opportunity or they don't know how to properly price their jobs and they're going to go out of business because they don't make any money. Yeah. So yeah, that's like, that's like a needle in the haystack to find that like exactly good yeah. up and comer. Who's just trying to build up their portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Very difficult to find. Exactly. So <laughs> that, that's kind of how I always like look at it. Like they're going to probably keep shopping around for somebody to build something for them and as they should, like we're not the only option around. So that's probably what they're going <laughs> to kind of come up against. Yeah. Those are going to be the options. It's like, you know, somebody that doesn't typically do this high detail stuff, but like, hey, check out these pictures, what they did. Do you think you could do that? Yeah, I think we could do that. You're going to find like some sort of variation of that. And it's, um, you know, it's not even necessarily a bad thing. I think the worst thing is somebody that charges what we charge, but doesn't take the amount of care mm-hmm. and effort and detail as we do. A lot of other people could, and a lot of those companies that can and and do build stuff like we do, they charge just as much or probably even more than we do. Right. So, something to think about. Yeah. Something to think about. It is interesting in kind of the way that we do things because it's the company is smaller and we only do a certain amount of jobs and we can really like analyze each no or yes. Yeah. And, you know, when companies have many, many more jobs that they're working on, like, these companies that build like 200 decks a year or whatever, like a yeah. no, probably. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm sure they still analyze it, but uh, kind of like on a bigger scale, it's like that no means less. So then maybe you don't think about it as much, but we kind of are able to really analyze each, like what went wrong, what went right. Yeah. Kind of look at each thing individually. Yeah. Very different experience. And I think it is important to analyze that like it was it was kind of I thought it was a little bit out of left field like they were yeah. really hyped on the initial design that's why yeah when I, I did the revision I didn't want to deter too much off that because a lot of times when people say budget's 200 like you know they love this design mm. they'd rather spend 240 than get it down to 200 with like a butchered version of that design so I wanted to at least show them what it looked like with doing a minimal amount of design changes and just reducing the overall square footage, but not losing out on a lot of functionality, right. showing it to them like that. So that's what that's what caught me off guard a little bit. But I think at the end of the day, when it comes down to stuff like that, especially on a huge project, I always have a feeling like it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. There was something that we just weren't meant to do that project. And the, the bigger the project is, the more stuff can go wrong, the longer you're trapped there. We already have done a couple jobs like that before. Yep. They turn out great. They're so cool for the portfolio and the pictures, but they can be in the middle of the summer when it's super hot out. That <laughs> one was out in the woods, so there's probably skeeters everywhere. Probably a lot of you know, skeeters. You're swatting mosquitoes all day, <laughs> and you're probably like, why do we do this job? This job is <laughs> not for us. So something to think about. 
And and there's a lot of other cool designs out there on the table right now that are yeah. I think all the other ones are are really cool. I'm really happy with all the designs so far this year. I Um, was this the one that we're talking about now had like the perfect place for that water feature that I wanted. So yeah, I'm a little sad to see that go. But yeah, and they don't even realize that they would have kind of gotten a free water feature probably. (laughs) So. Catherine was obsessed with the idea of putting a water feature in this very particular spot on this yeah, design. I had and, it all mapped out in my brain. Uh, Ugh. I was like, that is very cool. Um, we haven't done a water feature before, so I'm not totally sure what that even entails. And we're already so over budget. I'm not going to throw yeah. in a water feature, but we can keep it in our bag if we're like a little bit ahead of schedule on the job. Things yeah. are going really well. It'd be a really cool surprise, which I'd say 95% we probably would have ended up doing yeah, a water feature there. We would have done it. So they yeah. missed out on a water feature that they don't know about. <laughs> so uh, that's another thing that I think is really important to not budge on your price because it leaves that flexibility open. Yeah. You know, if if you price it effectively and you're really charging what you should charge, then a lot of times you might have that little bit of wiggle room in there where it's like, okay, we plan this to be a 12-week job. It looks like we're actually going to be done in 10 I don't want to say it like that happens often. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when does that happen? <laughs> it, it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. But, you know, that's why we're trying to get better right. at the pricing. And the pricing really comes down to the labor estimation. How long is the job going to take us? The yeah. materials are, are fairly easy to estimate. You know, right. we have the square footage. We have all of those hard numbers. It's the time. It's the time. It's the time. That's how it gets us. <laughs> so each time we look at a project like that, especially of that size, and we do, we've done more of them. We have more of them in our back pocket that we've done that we can kind of pull, uh, you know, pull information from. And, mm-hmm. you know, me and Aunt will look at it and be like, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, within two weeks we could have the deck completely framed up. We'd be starting on trim, you know, and maybe, and then we kind of talk through it and we're like, yeah, I think, I think 12 weeks sounds, sounds very realistic, very doable. Right. So, I think hopefully we get better at that. So maybe next year we are ahead of schedule on some jobs. That would be amazing. Yeah. And I, I think even that. if we were behind schedule, I was kind of psyched about the water feature. It would have gotten a free water <laughs> feature out of it. So I know. they missed out on that, but we'll that's okay. To, we'll find somewhere else to put it. It's fine. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. But I think it's important to just like do that post game analysis of yeah. You know, this person was in the pipeline for a while. I'm not sure how long they were on the waiting list, but they were. They were a long. They were a long hauler. They were a long hauler. They were, yeah. Kind of like COVID long hauler. <laughs> <laughs> they were a premier long hauler. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, in it. Maybe you know what it could have been. It could have just been waitlist burnout. Could <laughs> they just finally at the uh. their wits end? Um, yeah. So they they went through all of the steps that that we wanted them to go through. We went through all of the things. I delivered the design on time. The design was killer. They loved it. They wanted to see what it could be. Um, We worked back from that a little bit. It wasn't like an end-all be-all, like this is all we can do, take it or leave it. It's like, hey, before I make major changes to it, to really reduce the footprint or, you know, reduce the scope to get it under 200, let me show you this. And they were just like, you know, we're just going to put it on hold for now. Yeah. So... I think it's important to do that analysis, see if there's anything that you can learn from it. I think in this case we did the right things, and absolutely, I don't think we did it. I don't. I wouldn't do a single thing different. I, I wouldn't either. So, I think I think it's good that we talked about it though. I think so too. Because a lot of times that can be a little demoralizing. Yeah. To be like, I am oh, a little I'm sad about it. That's not sad. That's not the right word. I was really. You know, my heart was set on that water feature. <laughs> yeah. And I think it would have been a cool job, but... It would have been a cool job, but especially on those large guard. projects, when, when they fall through, I never feel bad about it because I'm yeah. just like, that could... It's just... It's a huge job. Yeah. Like, we want everything to feel like destiny that led us to this job. If we're going to be there <laughs> for 12 weeks, yeah. and potentially if we're going to be there for 20 weeks because we super underestimated it, I want to feel like it was destiny from the beginning. So... But don't you get a little attached, like, to the design? Aren't you a little bit like, oh, my little baby out there. It's never going to come to fruition. A little bit. I think there is a part of me that I feel like with every design that I do, it's like a piece of me. Yeah. Has left me. Yeah. And You're like an artist. It's, a, it's your piece of art. Yeah, it is. 
And but now it's it's completed. It's still out there in the world. It's true. And you can take elements of this and use it on a different yeah, job exactly. if you wanted to. So exactly. Okay, that makes sense. So I think I used to be way more like attached to certain projects because I think just because we didn't, we weren't having those opportunities as often, mm-hmm. like having somebody that wanted something even remotely close to say 200 grand, like having that as a realistic budget point for somebody three, four years ago, even two, two years ago, those jobs weren't as frequent. You know, we weren't yeah. getting those type of clients on a regular basis. So it was like, this is a really unique opportunity to do this huge project. Yeah. I really want to do it. I really want to do it. And that leads you to talking yourself down on your own price. And I think we're just at a point now where we have plenty of leads. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of into the idea of just working in that one development. Oh yeah. (laughs) Cause we already are doing two jobs on the same street. Yeah. Back to um, back. Back to back. And two more people reached out to us on the same street yep. that want to do jobs. <laughs> and um, Which that's hilarious. It's that, like, it's a development with several streets. They all have the same street name. Street name. Yeah. Like they're all there. It's the same street. Not we even won't say just the street the same, name, but yeah. Right. But it, it's not even like it's just the same development. It's the same street. It's the same street. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that would just be so cool if we did <laughs> all four of those and do a drone video of just flying through the neighborhood. Like, boom, we did that one. We did that one. We did that one. We did that, that one. And um, I kind of feel like it's like the perfect size development and yeah. size of houses. Like yeah. it, it's like the perfect area for us to work <laughs> in. Like there's the budgets aren't going to be probably insane. Like we're not going to do a $500,000 backyard right. there. I mean, maybe, hey, maybe you never on what people want, but you never know. But it's like right in our wheelhouse of yeah. like deck with a roof over it, with a patio with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, outdoor kitchen, maybe so. Right in that, like, say, one to $200,000 range, depending yeah. on what, what the scope is. Like, it's the perfect type of development for those type of jobs. You know, all the clients are, it's like that younger kind of generation mm-hmm. of home buyer that are probably going to be there for the long haul. And uh, I, I could see us, we could literally <laughs> probably work in that development for the rest of our career. Yeah. Maybe we, we should buy one of the houses and then just set that up as like our office and, and HQ. And our, yeah. That, that can be our new, we HQ. won't need mobile anymore. <laughs> we won't need the mobile command center, no, but we'll have a place to store all our extra stuff that we just move from our mobile command center. could just be like a wagon that we walk because we won't have to go that far. <laughs> That's true. So another, I mean, another benefit uh, that would be like, we'd be like going green. Yeah. Good for the environment. So Yeah. All right something to think about well i think that i'm gonna build a pond in my backyard so then when i do get this water feature i'm ready and i know how to build them properly okay so i'm gonna practice on my house and then then i'll be ready to go for whoever wants a water feature okay i think that would go a long way with the crew you think yeah if we incorporated a thing and like and i was like i already built one in my house and everyone was like i don't know what to do and you're like get out of the way i'm in charge (laughs) of this expert now yeah Yeah. it's like kind (laughs) of like i'm the captain now situation like what's that what is that uh that movie uh, tom hanks tom, yeah tom hanks doesn't say that it's the it's other about guy like pirates right somalian pirates or pirates, something yeah yeah he says look at me i'm the captain now that's so oh my god i'm gonna do that to and <laughs> <laughs> he does say that like that <laughs> look at me i'm the captain now yeah that's so badass it's pretty cool that's like the coolest thing it's you could possibly cool. say to somebody when you're hijacking <laughs> a cargo ship <laughs> don't want to encourage anybody to do that <laughs> don't go hijacking cargo ships but if you're gonna do it it's pretty good it's pretty cool i wonder if he really said cool. that or they just did that for the movie is it a true story i don't oh i don't know <laughs> i just assumed it was i don't know i can't i don't really know what the movie is about i don't know other than pirates it's called like captain something captain kirk i don't think so I don't no think that's right <laughs> okay captain kirk is from star trek star wars star trek we need uh you know what we need a real-time googler yeah we need a jamie like on Joe Rogan. Jamie, look that up for me. Yeah, pull up that video. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. Yeah. We need somebody like that. We do need somebody like that. Okay. That can be Jerry's job when Jerry. Yeah, when we're Jerry. We Jerry, yeah. yeah. I love how we have, like, f- we've mentioned that so frequently, the Jerry <laughs> thing. And it's such a a very hyper-focused reference to one thing that we said <laughs> one time. So, like, nobody's ever going to get it unless they happen to listen to that one episode where we yeah. talked about getting ourselves a Jerry. Um 
Okay, and we'll keep it that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else we got to talk about? I think I think we've dissected these designs pretty well. Yeah, yeah. We did yeah. a good. What do you call that? A post mortem. Post mortem. Yeah. Is that what they call that? I thought I was thinking like a post game wrap up. Post mortem is like when you're it's dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, okay. Exactly. That's All what right. I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, an autopsy. We beat that to death, and now we talked about it. Yeah. To death. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean. This winter, it's going to be, there's so much happening, design season. Yeah. And then we're traveling so much. We're traveling a lot. So much. Yeah. yeah. How does that add to your stress level? Um, I'd say the nice thing about, so, I mean, I don't know if we've mentioned this before. We're a little bit behind schedule this year. <laughs> we're a little bit behind schedule. Just a little bit. <laughs> we're at the point of the year where at this point, nobody really cares. They're all going to be ready in the so. spring. So well, it's yeah, like, no one's, yeah. nobody's like, oh, I have a, you know, a, I don't know. What's something that happens in January? I have a Martin Luther King Day party planned on, on my patio. <laughs> like nobody's doing anything planning right. to be outside. It's like, oh, yeah, if it was there, that'd be nice. But nobody's right. like, you know, Labor Day is passed. Right. Everything's kind of passed. So people are like, OK, it's going to be ready for next spring. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm jazzed up about. So. That takes a little bit of that stress off. Yeah. Um, and we've been in contact with the client saying, hey, this is the the expectation. And I think everybody's kind of cool with it. Right. So obviously everybody would like to have it as soon as possible. But I think they, they look at the value of waiting for us as a value. Yeah. Are you but getting that? Well, You're the one that's talking to them. Are you getting that? In, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. It, seem, it doesn't okay. seem like bad. It just... I, to me, it feels like so chaotic when we leave because it's, I don't know, like a shift from a mindset shift. It's a mindset shift. Yeah. And there's so like we just went to H&A. Then we have Deck Expo, IBS. You have to go do some talk thing. I don't Colorado, know if I'm going. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'm going to that, but that's another one. Then there's the the decorators event. So it's like in Mexico, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, there's like so many things and it's like, OK, you feel like you get in a groove and then it's like, nope, just kidding. You got to go travel somewhere. So, yeah, uh, I don't know that that. For me, that's like a mental block. It just feels like you know what's like nice a, though. All those things, what they're pretty fun. They're all they're all so yeah. fun. I'm so definitely I'm looking it, forward to all yeah, of yeah. them. But it's you know, it's just you feel like you get in a groove, and then I feel like I have to like hyper plan for when those things happen. And uh, you know, they're all condensed at this end of the year time, so it's uh, they are yeah. That gets to me a little bit, but okay, but it's fun. It's exciting. You want to talk about it? Um, I think that was it. I think that that's was all it? I needed to say about it. Okay. Yeah, you pretty much have like no issues whatsoever, no stresses, no no self doubt. <laughs> You're just like, no, that was enough. Yeah, it stressed me out a tiny bit, um, a little bit, but I just, I just, you know what I do? I plan better. Yeah, Sean, you should try that. <laughs> I plan better, and then that kind of takes care of it. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> Uh, no, I would never say that. You didn't have to say but, it. That was the whole thing. It was just implied. I implied it. Implied, it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> that I do apologize. But yeah, it's going to be really cool. And what is it? It's like oh, uh, just over a week. We're going to Deck Expo. Yeah. That's so really coming up if fast. anybody's going to be there, Vegas Deck Expo, please let us know. It sounds like a lot of people are going, and I don't know how we're going to like with H and A. We were stopped. We were just stopping and talking to people constantly. I felt like we didn't even get to do that much. And then like with Deck Expo, I feel like it's just going to be the same thing. Yeah, I was I think, even looking I think up you're like... you're getting a little full of yourself. It's going to your head. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to... You might need to hire security. You think? Probably. probably will, yeah. I'd say it's it's better to be on the safe side with <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I did go from last week talking about how people wouldn't even shake my hands to now I'm like, yeah. probably need security. Now, you, now you're not allowed to. <laughs> now you yeah. have to keep your distance. Yeah, that opportunity has passed. Yeah. So, no, I just, I would like, there's so many classes and stuff and I was looking at classes and I was like, will we even have time to do this? We have so many other things and. No, we're not going to have any time for that. <laughs> we're not. I just um, try to learn. Try to learn here. Yeah. I but. think that all the learning not all the learning because they do have like some seminars and stuff where it, you can get a lot of value out of that stuff, but you really have to go and like, it's hard for me to be at a place like that and like sit in a room somewhere for like three hours yeah. and just like learn. Not you know me. what? I love learning. Yeah. Thinking about that. <laughs> I was actually never good at being in those type of environments. Yeah. yeah. School and stuff. That is a I didn't do well. I actually yeah. did pretty well, but I, I was not, I was not a good student. No. The teachers didn't. You loved like college. Me. You stayed for so many years. <laughs> I know I did, and I almost <laughs> got my associate's degree, um, which I think is higher than a bachelor's. 
I think it's, yeah, I think that's top tier. Yeah, because it's like, (laughs) you know, like a law firm is blah, 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 and associates, not blah, 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 and bachelors, you know? That's (laughs) That's just a great way to think about it. You're out there just living with your friends and your, (laughs) you know, your house is a mess. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, I was never, I was never a good student. Teachers hated me. I feel like those things, I just want to pack all the knowledge. I get so much out of each one, and I really want to just get all the knowledge. But I don't think I'm going to have time to take classes. So Suck it up like, a, like a, a knowledge vacuum. Exactly. You want to be a knowledge vacuum. I want to be a knowledge vacuum. And, yeah. um, and some of them are like, you got to be there all day. Some of them were like very long classes. Yeah. Like, That's never going to happen. I'm going to be out on that. But Sorry. Like, <laughs> like a nice little two-hour lecture, I would love that. Yeah. I think If I'm interested in whatever they're talking about. Yeah. If not... Cash me outside. <laughs> How about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you gain the, at least the way that I learn is just from conversations, talking to people. And that's yeah. like the huge value that you get uh, because everybody's in your industry. Everybody's doing kind yeah. of the same exact thing yeah. that you're doing, but. But a little differently. Yeah. And everybody's running like a, a, sl- a different variation of kind of the same thing that you're doing. So it's. It's like hyper-focused on what you're doing, but the way everyone's doing it, you can just learn so much from everybody else. And I love the just off-the-cuff, informal conversations that you have. A lot of times after the show, you're at an event somewhere, you're having a couple brewskis. Yeah. That's when, you know, maybe you need to bring a notebook so you write down you don't forget. When you're drinking the brewskis, you know, sometimes you wake up and you're like, what happened? (laughs) I don't remember. I don't remember anything. I had everything figured out. Oh, no. (laughs) So something to think about there. Bring a notebook if you're going to be drinking. (laughs) Um, You might look a little weird if you're Can you say that again? It's slower. I got to write this down. (laughs) Slower. You got anything else to talk about? I don't think so. And you know what time it is? What time is it? I have a secret question. I thought we weren't supposed to tell anybody. Secrets out. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, I have a really good question for you, but I went first last week. So you go. No, 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 no. That's not going to work this week. Go ahead. Yeah, but no, that's what. Go ahead, my friend. No, that's what I did last week. And you said the same thing. You said, no, 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 that's not going to work this week. And then I was like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) You did go first last week. So then I went first last week. Now it's your turn again. Okay. Oh, crap. Um, All right. We were talking about leaf peeping earlier. Yeah. What's your favorite way? You're saying, what's your favorite type of tree? Is that? Would you like to answer that? No, no. Do you have a favorite type of tree? I don't think so. They're all great. Okay, so you're going away for a weekend, a long weekend with with your family, and having a lovely weekend. What's like? And I know you. We we've talked about you going to this place in the Catskills (laughs) a lot. That's usually where you go. Yeah. Um. But if you could pick anything for like a weekend away to 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 do some sort of like maybe a seasonal activity, where are you going? Ah, that's really tough. Um, a seasonal activity. I mean, the Catskills are absolutely beautiful this time of year. It's really, you should go sometime. It's a really (laughs) nice spot. Uh, the leaves are turning, uh, the crisp fall air, you know, you can pass by a nice farm stand. They got apple cider and some cider donuts. donuts. Uh, I'd say seasonally that is an ideal spot to be. Okay. I think, um, you know, because you could say like, Oh, it's maybe a little cold. Maybe I want to go to like Florida, but that's not, that has no seasonal vibe there. There's no No. seasonal vibe there. I feel like, no, not really. I feel like there has to be some sort of like decor around it to be a seasonal activity. Okay. Yeah. That's true. I I was thinking to me, a seasonal Florida vacation is like when it's like, Feb- late February here and you're just so sick of being cold then you go to Florida that's yeah. when you go to Florida that's your yeah. like seasonal like I gotta get out of here yeah yeah, but, yeah yeah but I do see what you're saying there's no yeah no ambiance no ambiance there's no like harvest signs True. you know and maybe like a cornucopia cornucopia there's probably gonna be oh, several okay. cornucopias I, I believe I think so yeah <laughs> I think I'll there'll be a couple cornucopia spottings okay. okay um but one of my favorite activities when I go away for a weekend you know what it is what not doing anything taking naps <laughs> love a nap that's, yeah that is that's good <laughs> sometimes like when i go away and i think because i work a lot even when i'm not working like my brain is just going so mm-hmm. ramped up on like things that i'm thinking about that might be the adhd but when i <laughs> go away and i step away from that it's like my whole body just like shuts down i'm just like i'm so tired i'm so tired <laughs> so my ideal seasonal vacation would be going somewhere where I can just lay in bed all day 
TVs on, you drift in and out of a nap all day for like two days. I think that would be the ideal vacation for me. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So what is your ideal seasonal vacation? Um, I mean, I do love a nap. Gotta love a nap. But I do, my, my brain won't let me relax. I feel like I need to relax like productively. So if I do take a like you need a to get nap the on the most relaxation out of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So if I take a nap on vacation, I just feel like I'm wasting time. I'm like, I could nap in my own house. Um yeah. You gotta but, take in nature, recharge like the nature batteries. Right. You know. Exactly. Like I feel like I should be hiking. If I'm if I'm doing that, I should be hiking. Yeah. Um, but I guess I love like a uh obviously anything on the water. I'm a big water person. So I love like fall on a boat in the Chesapeake Bay. That's what I'm doing. Okay. I mean, any season in the Chesapeake Bay is pretty much where I'm going, but like fall and it's nice and chilly in the morning and you get up and you're still bundled up and you get to have like coffee on your boat, but it's like in a nice little cove and you can still look at all the fall foliage around. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Very specific. Very specific. Yeah. You on your own boat? Are you docked? Are you at a marina? Like, what's the situation? I'm anchored on my own boat. Yeah. You're anchored on your own boat. On my boat. So you yeah. emerge from the cabin in the morning. Yep. You're not like come up from down below. It's chilly. There's a there's a crisp chill in the air. There's a little bit of mist because it's a little foggy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you're in a, you're in a protected cove, so you can still see land. You're not like out in the middle okay. of nowhere. Yeah. That's that would be scary. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're looking out. You see all the beautiful fall foliage. It's falling in the water. Yes. There are some ducks around. There's some, maybe you see an egret or a heron and it's, you know. You're really painting a beautiful scene here. That sounds, <laughs> that does sound lovely. It's, oh, it's the, the gentle best. rocking of the water. Exactly. You know what that would be perfect for? The lapping of the hull. The, hull, the water is like lapping against the hull. It's a beautiful You know what that would be sound. perfect for? What? Napping. <laughs> for having a, such a good place <laughs> is, to nap. That's a good napping There's spot nothing for else sure. to do. Exactly. Nowhere to go. Yeah. You're, on, you're on the water and the boat's kind of small. Yeah. Perfect. That's a good nap. Situation. You're right. That is a good nap. That would spot. be great. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, I hope I painted that picture. What's your secret yeah, question? Great. My secret question. It was just Halloween. Halloween. Yes. Halloween. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but I went on a, a a very very dangerous binge of candy eating for <laughs> right. like the past week straight. Yes. It's bad. <laughs> I feel terrible. My whole body is just not. Do you feeling feel like good. you can't stop? Like it makes you feel bad, and then you're still like, "Well, I already feel bad now." So then you, yeah, I get into those yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Things, yeah. When like, especially when you've gone so deep down that hole, it's like <sighs> there's no point in like stopping right now because I'm about to go away for the weekend. Like I might as well just eat so much candy that I I get physically sick. Yeah, and I can never eat it again. Yep. Or you know something like that. So uh, I am a very extreme type of person when it comes to habits and yeah. eating candy. So, okay. I got a little sidetrack while I was asking mm-hmm. my question. Sorry. What is your go-to candy? You going for a sweet? You going for a Are salty? Are we going seasonal candy? Halloween candy? Or are we going all year regular candy? I mean, I feel like, you know, Halloween candy might have a different wrapper on it, but it's the same thing. No, I candy corn comes to mind. I binge my absolute self on candy corn until it makes me physically ill and then I can't eat it for the rest of the year, and which is convenient because it's not around for the rest of the year. But I realize I see your appalled face. I know candy most, corn. I know most people don't like candy corn. I love it for like a week and then I make myself sick and then. I thought and for I the longest it. time that those weren't edible. <laughs> I thought they were just like some sort of like potpourri I decor. Know. I wish, I, hey, I'm I'm ashamed of oh, my own God, self because I wish I didn't like what? it as much as I do. I don't I even do, know what I it is. It. What is it? Just I have like, no idea. It's the worst. Oh my God. No, it's so good. Oh, I love it. I That I, is so appalling. <laughs> that is like almost an hey, unforgivable character flaw. I wish that I didn't like it as much that, as oh, I do, but I love so it. Horrible. I could eat, I just fistfuls. That's so horrible. But beyond that, that is so disgusting. I'm going um, Reese's peanut butter pumpkins. It's yeah. the perfect ratio. Those are the the absolute best. You think so? Perfect ratio. Because I've been doing a lot of my own research on this recently, <laughs> and I'm not sure. No, there's so many. That's uh, I feel like we could do a whole episode on this. I think we could because everyone has such a strong opinion. Yeah, you got. I feel like the Easter egg. What's well, not? Is it an Easter egg or is it an Easter bunny shaped one for Easter? Oh, Easter egg. I think it's an Easter yeah. egg shaped. Yes. It's almost the exact same shape. It's almost like it's the pumpkins are kind of like the deformed <laughs> eggs. A little bit, yeah. They're like just a little dented. Yeah. Uh, those are almost exactly the same. The ratio right. of peanut butter to chocolate, almost identical uh-huh. in those two. But then you have, you got the the mini cups in the foil. You got those. 
I don't like those because then what? you the, the the chocolate always gets stuck to the foil and you're ripping it out. They're like messier. Pumpkins, they're perfect. Everything no, about them, they come out of the no, package no, no, no. so no, perfectly. No, no, yeah. you're I, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. You're I'm factually correct. Wrong. No, because they always get stuck on the bottom. The now the the pumpkin ones, they always get like a tiny bit melted. And then the inside of the wrapper is oh, covered just, in chocolate. No, you're not taking care of your pumpkins correctly then. They no. shouldn't be melted. It's cold out. The chocolate never sticks to the foil. It's not touching. The, well, the top is touching the foil. It sticks to the paper part. Maybe a tiny bit. Yeah, it does. Never caused a problem for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> then when you get done eating them all, you're like, oh, there's probably like a little bit of remnant still left in the paper things. And they're then strewn across the table. Teeth. And you're like, let me get I could maybe scrounge up one extra one if I compile all these little parts. You really do have a problem. <laughs> so I'm not sure what my favorite. I, I think that it might just be the OG cup. It's got a little wrapper. bit of a of a of a thicker what about, edge yeah. of chocolate. What about the thins? You ever have those? Nah. You don't go thins? Nah. You know what else I don't like? The dark chocolate ones. Nah. Trash. You know one of the worst? What? The white chocolate ones. Oh, white chocolate's like disgusting. the worst invention That's ever. That's <laughs> yeah. horrible. No good. Whoever invented that should be put into prison. Yeah, don't like that. Horrible. I don't even know what white chocolate is. Nobody does because nobody cares. Everyone's like, just get it away from me. Yeah, don't true. want it. Oh, you know what other seasonal candy what? I love that everyone else hates? What? Peeps. Love Peeps. That is. It's also, I, I would have been equally appalled if I hadn't been, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's more appalling that you like the candy corn. It's worse. That's the candy if, corn if is worse. If you were to singularly come up and say, oh, I love peeps, I would be just as appalled. Uh-huh. But I have, but I, now I have previously said Yes, that I, like I have corn. something to look back on and reflect on. And okay. comparing the two, peeps, horrible. The worst. Oh, just absolutely so love them. unforgivable. Whoever invented those should also be in prison. <laughs> Alongside the white chocolate person. And the candy corn is just so much worse. It's horrible. I just, I ugh, love them. No. And my grandfather, when I was a little kid, he also loved peeps. He would open them and leave them to sit out for a couple days, get a stale peep. Learn from him. That's what I do. It takes a little bit of, you know, you got you got to have self-control. You can't eat them yeah, until they're stale. That is something I admire <laughs> in old people. They be able to do stuff like that. Yeah. And it reminds me of my Nana. <laughs> And in a couple of ways, because she would always have Oreos at her house. Mm-hmm. They she were always stale? A lot of times, because she would just eat like one at a time. She would just have like one a day. The self-control of that angel. I how know. Could, how could you so believe I would one? go over there and I would just, always Oreos on top of the fridge <laughs> every time. It was so great. And pretty much every time I went there, she would have uh, another story of a confrontation with somebody that worked at the supermarket <laughs> when she was trying to find regular Oreos. And there's all these other flavors. They got birthday That's cake. True. They got there upside down Oreos. They got uh-oh Oreos. Yeah, they're getting you know? a little crazy with and this. And she would always take it out on whoever worked at the supermarket. <laughs> like, why do they got to mess with it? It's a good thing. They had it figured out. Why do they got to do this? Double stuffed, triple stuffed. Just give me the regular one. I can't even find them. <laughs> She was she oh, she got man. really amped up about it. Yeah, what a firecracker. I know. Yep. So, all right. Uh, I think we went down that candy rabbit hole deep enough. I think so, but I do also want to bring up Cadbury cream eggs. Oh my god, they're so good. I think I have bad taste in candy now that I'm saying all these things because I do know that all that three of those things worst. are horrible. That's the worst. Oh. Oh my god. All right. So. All right. All right, we'll just end it with one question. Okay. Are you, if you have the option, you have on one side the like sour, sweet candies, like yeah. Sour Patch, Skittles, Starburst, like the fruity ones, or okay. you have more chocolate uh, derivative candies, Snickers, Kit Kats, mm. Reese's, Twix, Take Five, Mounds oh, Bar. Take Five. Take Five, so good. <laughs> so good. So good. What are you going with? What, what, what camp are you in? That is a tough question because I do love both. I don't okay. mean to discriminate by having to choose, but if yeah. I have to choose, I'm going chocolate. Yeah. I see, you? I'm, I'm not that big of a fan of the fruity candies. No? Like if, if there's star Starburst laying around, I'm not, I'm, I might not eat, I might not eat them. You think? Like they would sit, Even a pink Starburst? Yeah. I don't know. They would, they would sit in my house. Any other candy? Interesting. Bags of it. It's like, <laughs> I can't stop. It has to go. Yeah. And there's only one way for it to go. <laughs> it's <laughs> through my body. But like Starburst and like sweet candies, like Swedish Fish or Sour Patch Kids, 
don't usually have too much of a hankering for those. So okay, okay. <sighs> All right. Well, interesting. I'm glad we know this about each other now. <laughs> that <laughs> everyone figured out. I think. I've said this many times, but Ugh. if anyone's actually still listening to this, <laughs> you deserve a. We'll buy you some chocolate. <laughs> yeah, you deserve a Nobel Prize. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. We got work to do. Have fun in the yes. mountains this weekend, Sean. Okay, have fun. Uh, hopefully, you yeah, make sure you're working still. I'm going to be gone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but make sure you're still working. It's 11 o'clock. Yep, I am. Till next time, this has been the Hardworking Happy Hour. See y'all next week. <laughs> what?